Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that team, us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. I am Rob Rowe, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports, I am the host, you are the co-host, you can text in 806-855-3712, a lot going on today. I will try to keep up with the transfer portal, I need your help. Uh, Obviously I am talking for the next hour, not able to keep up with much going on on Twitter uh, beyond what I can do during the break. So if there is some breaking news, please, please text me with it and uh, shoot a link or just DM me on Twitter and we can figure it out together. Uh, today is one of those days where you need a team of like six or seven to keep up with everything going on uh, and all the rumors and facts and try to separate the two into something that you can make actionable. Uh, we can continue some of the things we were doing on the Raiderland as well, particularly the if you won the lottery, what would you buy for your favorite sports team, uh, college or high school? The professional teams don't need you to buy them anything. If you were a lottery winner, let's say you win the, the big one, like half a billion dollars coming into your pocket in the next two weeks, what are you buying? What are you trying to buy for your favorite college team? What are you donating to? Or just college. We had an architecture building uh, donated in the first show there on the Raiderland. So it doesn't have to be athletics. Uh, you could help a band, a department, whatever you want to do for your f- favorite college or high school. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, and I graduated from LCU. I've been a Texas Tech fan my whole life. Peckham, yes, me and the board off today, uh, Amy, LCU people. Uh, but I would, I would almost just rather go pick a school. If I won the lottery and was filthy rich, I would just go pick a school that doesn't have a lot and just go change a school's trajectory. I think that would be more exciting than putting into a local university or something else. And obviously we're going to keep it in West Texas, but I would go find somewhere that you could just make immediate upgrades and huge upgrades and make it maybe one of the best at that level. We'll see. Maybe if you could think of a school like that, that would help as well. Obviously, it's all hypothetical. Uh, Baseball stadium has been listed several times today. 
if you're at Texas Tech, if you're pouring money into Texas Tech with a lottery win, the baseball program probably first on my list. And like I said on the Raiderland, I might just build a stadium. Just build one. And then if you build it, they will come. If they don't want to use it where I build it, maybe we just uh, try to get a minor league team again or something else or just host every tournament ever there. Uh, And if I'm that rich, you can use it for free. We'll have high school tournaments. We'll have all kinds of stuff uh, going on there. More text. If I win the lottery, I am donating money to remodel Dan Law or even build a brand spanking new stadium. Yes, I think a lot of people would. Uh, And then next, I would build a new baseball stadium forever young park. And I would build the Jack and Steve Dale Broadcasting School attached to the Mike Leach's Coaching School. There you go. That's a lot of money you're, you're spending. I'm not against any of that. All right, so we do have some breaking news. And it looks like it's, uh, and this is being reported by R.C. Maxfield. I I have seen this uh, around. I don't know that Texas Tech has made this official, but let's, since it's on Twitter, we'll put it here, and I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, Texas Tech men's basketball's Fardaz Amak has entered the transfer portal. He has not played this year. Uh, yeah, we're getting lots of comments that uh, Fardaz is in the transfer portal. He's not played this year. He got his cast removed, but is still in the boot and was still on the scooter uh, last night. And in a lot of ways, every time we've talked about this team, somebody has said, well, when Fardos comes back, this team will be X, Y, Z. Well, potentially, allegedly, Fardos will not play for Texas Tech this season at all and probably won't be a Red Raider Any a short-lived tenure for him, not even seeing the floor. Now, if you thought there was some thinness on the bigs, especially without Bacho, uh, it's even thinner now because there was always the hope that Fardos would return. Uh, But it has not now. All right, so this is official from Jeff Goodman. Texas Tech Fardaw's AMAC expected a transfer, source tells Stadium. AMAC transferred this past year from Utah Valley, where he averaged 18 and 13 per game, has yet to play this season while recovering from a broken foot. That is being confirmed uh, widely now. It's, it's, uh, it's not good. That is not good that Fardaz Amak, who has not played yet this year, is not going to play for Texas Tech this year. Um, Now, there could be lots of reasons for this. And we can discuss any of those reasons you wish. If you want to text in what you think about the Fardaz Amak transfer, you can, 806-855-3712. If he does not expect to play this year, 
a medical red shirt and a transfer makes sense. But in the NBA world, the longer you're in college, the less impact you can make on an NBA draft. So, in my opinion, Fardal Zamak is in the transfer portal, but probably will not play college basketball again. If he does, it's going to be another year off his NBA dreams when he could go play in the G League and have a better opportunity with a 10-day contract to try and be in the NBA. If that's the goal, there's no path to the NBA at the college level except for in the offseason. Now, if you are in the G League, there's always a path to the NBA, regardless of if you have a 10-day contract or not, because it is a fluid situation in the G League, and you can go up and down at will. So my immediate expectation is that Fardal Zamak will not play college basketball again, and that broken foot kind of accelerated his uh, adventure whatever you want to call it, journey. Now, to be in a position where you don't want to be at a university any longer, I think there are other things that we can glean from that. But I don't have any of those answers. But it's not a good look for Fardaz, AMAC, and the program to transfer out mid-year. And again, as we've said a bunch this year, if you have one mid-season transfer, that seems like a personal issue for that player. If you have multiple mid-season transfers every year you have, maybe that's a program issue. And playing time and college basketball, you can write off a lot of stuff. You can write off a lot of situations. You can say that player was disgruntled. That player was disgruntled. That player wasn't getting minutes. That player wasn't getting time. That player had an issue. But when you have a that player story every single year, mid-season, across two coaching staffs, Becomes a little different. Uh, this one also Texas Tech defensive end Philip Bleedy, offensive lineman Larry Moore, offensive lineman Michael Shanahan, offensive lineman Ethan Card have all entered the transfer portal as well. Uh, and then the AMAC news is also breaking. With Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford Jr. both returning. Philip Bleedy's snaps were drastically reduced from what he thought he would have with those two or one of those two leaving. Um, I am not surprised that Philip Bleedy is going to look elsewhere. Uh, and then with these offensive line, Ethan Card, Larry Moore, Michael Shanahan, there's only five spots. And if you're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 on the depth chart, a lot of that makes sense that you're leaving. And these names that you're mentioning on the offensive line that are leaving, none of that is surprising. Now, we're going to have to have a lot of nuanced conversations about transfer portal, players leaving, 
and why and when they decide to leave because off-season transfers are much different than in-season transfers. And you can mark a lot of playing time issues up to everyone leaving the football program so far. Except for maybe Reggie Pearson, who was going to get a bulkhead of snaps if he returned to Texas Tech. Though, there were times this year where he did miss snaps and did lose snaps and was healthy. So you could call it a benching, you could call it whatever else. You could call that this coaching staff thought other players were playing better. Whatever you want to say on that. Another Division uh, One lottery build. Uh, I would donate money for LCU to generate a football team and build infrastructure for them to be Div- Division One and play in the WAC. That would take a lot of money. <laughs> and that would take a long-term... Um, investment in that infrastructure would stretch through every sport and the entire athletic department. But if LCU could build a football team, you could also build a football, a small football stadium. You could probably do it right there at Lena Stevens field and have that shared though. The LCU LCHS dynamic has been, you know, in different spots in history, they have shared buildings and not shared buildings. But if you're dropping big coin on a football stadium, and that's Fridays and Saturdays, you could probably have some shared space there. Uh, and you have the space to do it right there. You might have to figure out... There would be some changes, obviously, if you're trying to build a a larger stadium, but it wouldn't have to be big. Um, and you could eliminate that road and, and change it. But the tennis courts right there, there's some, there's some footage behind, but then you'd be going North South instead of East West. And that would not be great. An interesting concept, an interesting concept, because you would have to build a football stadium and where you would do it. I don't know, especially on the LCU campus. Uh, where could you find the space? You would have to do a lot of rearranging. In that respect. But an interesting concept. Because LCU did have a football team. And if Wayland can have a football team. Uh, certainly you could figure that out. Obviously you'd have to uh, have the money. Uh, but you could theoretically get a lot of these Lubbock players and keep them in Lubbock if you wanted to play football at LCU. I don't know how good you would be immediately, uh, but you there's plenty of talent in West Texas that if you were playing in the WAC, you could really own West Texas. Now, Texas Tech can do that too, but if you're taking four stars out of Lubbock at the Texas Tech level and you're trying to recruit at a high level, there are thousands of guys just below Division One, Big 12 level that you could go get in the Lubbock area uh, and be successful. Angelo State has been successful. Uh, Wayland has had some successful seasons, so it's not out of the question. And 
like I was talking about earlier, you could go make a major impact somewhere. That would be a major impact. That would certainly be a major, major impact. And if you're looking at ACU, that football stadium would be the blueprint that you would want to do. And what would you need? 15,000? Like max seating? You wouldn't have to build a 30,000 seat stadium. You could probably build a 10 and get away with it. So it's an interesting concept. Of course, you'd have to win the lottery first. All right, let's take a break. We have some instant reactions rolling in on Fardaws. Uh, we will get to those after the break as best we can. I'm not going to promise to get into every text today. Uh, this is your daily reminder. All texts are red, not all texts are red on air. Uh, we'll also tell you about Primo Vibes when we come back. This is the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. You can text in 806-855-3712. Welcome back. Oh, man. Things are going spectacularly. I'll tell you what, if you're tense, if you are needing a a spot where you can take the edge off a little bit, uh, Primo Vibes is a Texas-owned and operated premium hemp and CBD supplier with amazing customer service. Uh, with fast and free shipping, Primo Vibes uh, sells Delta products, and I've used them. They are some of the best, if not the best, Delta products out there. That, the, certainly the best that I've used, uh, and I have used several brands. Uh, really, really enjoy the Primo Vibes. You get a uh, just a relaxed feeling, <laughs> and sometimes you need it. Uh, now until New Year's, take 25% off your total order at primovibes.com with the code KKAM. Again, that is now until New Year's, 25% off your total order with Primo Vibes at primovibes.com with the code KKAM. Back to the text line. Rob, that's me. This Sex 11 big man on text basketball is uh, definitely a portal guy, a hired gun. Will Adams now ask him to step away from the team and practices? Um, well, I don't think Adams is asking him to do anything. He entered the transfer portal. I think Fardaws is asking himself to step away from the team and practice. You don't. There are programs in the offseason where if you enter the transfer portal, you can stick around and practice. Uh, we talked about that earlier with Ole Miss, but if you transfer in middle in the middle of the season, you're not a part of the program anymore. Like, I, I would be assuming, <laughs> no, like, Mark Adams didn't have to ask him to leave after he entered the transfer portal. I I would assume that's an assumption, but it's a fair assumption in my opinion. Uh, the LCU football stadium could be named the Lone Wolf Stadium. 
and I would have a working Lone Wolf Cafe at the stadium. Very nice. Uh, 8,000 seats. Yeah, I think that's a good number. I think that, because you don't want it too big. And obviously, you could uh, go the Baylor route and have the end zones tarped off. And then, if you have a big game, you can untarp them. Uh, instant reaction on this texter's opinion to Fardaz. It will be good for Bacho's development if he can get back and stay healthy. Bad for Tech reaching their potential this year. Now, that's a conversation. That is a conversation that we need to have, and I don't know that we can have it today, but Tech's potential was always tied to Fardaz's AMAC. And with the way that Bacho has played, I think Bacho would have come, I think Fardaz would have come back and Bacho would have played the same minutes. Like, I, we talked about Fardaz like he was some kind of magic pill that would come back and fix this team. This team's problems are deeper than one more big man. Also, anyone on the radar to be brought in and eligible at semester? If anything, I, no, I, no. And I honestly don't know how that works. I, I don't, I don't think you can just go get a free agent and have them playing at semester. Uh, Jalen Tyson didn't play last year. And he transferred in at semester. I, I guess there are probably some ways to do that. But again, you would have to get a waiver. Because there are transfer rules in place where you can't just transfer willy-nilly and get a, a free play. That's how it's billed. But you have to do that before a certain date. And that date is like last June or July. Like there is a drop dead date where you can transfer and play immediately. Is there a credible big man out there right now in a transfer portal that could come in and play immediately and make a difference? No. There's, there's just not. And what would that do for a team that's already seemingly lacking chemistry? I just, there's, this team is this team. This team is this team. And maybe there's a Texas Tech student out there playing on some frat uh, intramural team like Matthew Temple that you could pull in. But I think that's your only option. I just, I wouldn't bet on that. And I do think that the expectation of this team has changed. But I, st I still think that this team is talented enough without Fardaz Amak to be a tournament team. Have you played like a tournament team in the last two weeks? No. Does that mean you can't? No. Basketball teams get hot and get cold for stretches. That's how basketball works. Is Fardaz Amak leaving the basketball program the only drama that might or might not happen in the next month? No. And that's a different conversation as well. We'll take the break there. When we come back, 
We'll have more Fardaz AMAC reaction. We'll have more Texas Tech football transfer portal reaction. And try to get to the bottom of some of this stuff going on live as we try to process as we go. This is a one-man show. We'll try our best. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News. Money. Sparts. Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. This off the text line. Uh, okay, I'm gonna read all these texts, and I, I don't know if they're all the same thought process because they're several hours apart. But uh, first text says rumors out there that Bleedy is entering the portal of transfers, and then the follow up was it's already falling apart. Okay. On the football team, this is basketball adjacent. On the football team, we told you for the last two weeks since we talked to Don Williams that there was a a clause and the payout that was going to happen that was based on academics and that would only be cleared if you were in good standing and on the team as of yesterday. We told you straight up, this should not be a surprise to anyone that listens to the Raiderland or the Rob Bro Show, that there was an influx of transfers on the football team after that date. The check cleared yesterday. We said that on the show yesterday to be prepared that more people would enter the transfer portal. And I don't want to be harsh. I, I I really am trying to go forth on this football transfer stuff with light toes because I'm not a college athlete. I wasn't a college athlete. I wasn't good enough to play anywhere. But the offensive linemen that have entered the transfer portal were not going to play at Texas Tech. And if Philip Bleedy wants to start, the two guys that play his position coming back are starters. And Philip Bleedy is good enough to be a starter at a bunch of universities and can go and be a starter somewhere. You hear the phrase processing out a bunch. Well, on the offensive line, you have to get better, right? And if you want to do that, you get better through depth and finding guys that can play and make your team better in practice and then improve on the field. It's a long process, but if a guy's not playing, he's going to leave. That's how the transfer portal works. And if you're 12th on the offensive line depth chart, you're a long ways away from playing. Every transfer that leaves a program is not bad news. And there's a lot of mutual decisions in the transfer portal at this university and every university across the world. 
That's how the new transfer portal works. So there should be no reservations about 10 guys in the transfer portal in the next 48 hours on the football team. You have a top 20 recruiting class coming in. You are out recruiting the Matt Wells roster. You are going to be better and more talented under Joey McGuire than you were uh, under Matt Wells. And if a guy is here for a year, that means a better guy is probably coming. And you're also going to work the transfer portal and get guys in. Philip Bleedy is a loss, yes. I would expect you to go find another Philip Bleedy. Reggie Pearson is a loss, yes. You have two four-star transfers, not transfers, uh, recruits coming in at that position. You are improving. Reggie Pearson is a loss. Philip Bleedy is a loss. But nothing that's happened in the football program yet is worrisome at all to me. The basketball program, that's worrisome because it's in midseason. Next text, turning team is a pipe dream. Come on, Rob. Last year, and I'm, I'm being completely straight up here. Last year, there were seven or eight Big 12 schools that were in the mix for the tournament. I think seven got in. And people always get so hyper-focused on what's going on at your school that you don't watch the rest of college basketball. Oklahoma lost to an awful team in the first couple of weeks. TCU lost to an awful team in the first couple of weeks. Those two teams are struggling. Oklahoma State is not very good. You're telling me you can't get 7th in the Big 12 and be a 10 seed? This team is still talented. They're just not playing well. And there's a big difference between talented and not playing well and being a bad team. Have you set yourself behind the eight ball by by having a bad non-conference schedule? Yes. Does, does Creighton kill you that they're six and five now since you played them? Yes. You were expecting that to be a quad one win, and I don't think it will be by the time this season's over. But I'll turn the text around. You're giving up in December? Come on, texter. Have a little more fortitude. Pop Isaacs is good. Kevin O'Banner is good. Now, if there are three more transfers in the next 24 hours, 48 hours, or before Saturday, 72 hours in the basketball program, and all hell breaks loose, okay, fine. But don't send me this text when they don't make the tournament in March saying, oh, I was right, ha-ha. Because the odds are good that they probably don't make a tournament. But there is still potential that this team is a tournament team. Do I think Texas Tech basketball can finish 7th in the conference and win two games in the Big 12 tournament? Yes. Do I think they could be a last four in type team? Yes. Do I think they're an Elite 8 squad? No. 
No. Do I think they can win a tournament team? Tournament game? Yes. I think they can. I'm certainly not going to give up on the dream in December. I have to sit here and talk about this for two more months, three more months. What am I just going to start talking about tech baseball? All right, pack it in. This team's not going to the tournament. Pack it in. Not going to talk about them anymore. Season's over. Fardos is gone. No. Uh, it looks like maybe Mississippi State could be having a helmet uh, that honors Mike Leach. They said that they were going to play in the ReliQuest Bowl to honor Mike Leach. I would not be surprised at all to see them have a Mike Leach-esque pirate uniform. That game is on, let's see, I'm trying to read through the bowls here. Dun, dun, dun. Mississippi State. I don't see it. Oh, yeah, uh, January 2nd, Mississippi State, Illinois, 11 p.m. on uh, ESPN2. The ReliQuest Bowl. So I was having to read that out of one eye, looking away from the microphone. But January 2nd, you can get a lot of things done by January 2nd. Uh, and that would be good. That would be, that would be quality. Uh, and I, as we said earlier, Ole Miss, if you... Transfer out of if you transfer if you transfer out of Ole Miss. Sorry, somebody on stilts walked by the window and it looked really weird. Uh, there's painters in the building today. If you transfer out of Ole Miss, you can still play in the bowl game. I I do not know that that's the case at, at a lot of schools, but certainly is the case at Ole Miss. Uh, this off the text line. I admire your optimism. Reality check coming. I all right, cool. You go be sad and miserable in your life, and I'll think that they might can make the tournament. Uh, just tuned in, and maybe you saw this. Fardaw's expected to transfer. He is in the transfer portal. Uh, as Chris Lovell says, keep hope alive, people. Yeah, I'm not checking out. And Chris Lovell is a good example. He's in this business. He has to sit there and talk about this. I'm not going to sit there and be miserable when I see performances like Pop Isaacs and Kevin O'Banner. Kevin O'Banner scored 20-plus two straight games. If this team was dog, if this team was garbage, I'm a realist. I would tell you, this team is not terrible. This team is a quality Big 12 team who's played bad in the last two weeks. This is not a bad team that's playing up to their potential. This is a good team that is playing below their potential. And I didn't have any expectations for Fardaz Amac regardless. I didn't expect him to come back and change the team. I was not one of those people telling you for the last month that Fardaz Amac was some magic pill. In fact, I thought Fardaz Amac would come back and be the sixth man. And maybe that's why he's leaving. Because that's what they told him. Because Daniel Bacho and Kevin O'Banner are playing really well. But when you shoot four of 20 from three and the other team makes 14 three-pointers and you win by 10, do you not watch college basketball? That's impressive. When they look like they're playing the best basketball they can play and you look like you're playing the worst basketball you can play and you win by 10, that's impressive. It's college basketball. 
Do you need to play better? Yes. You have to. Does that mean they can't play better? No. There's potential. All right, we'll take another break here. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. This is the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports, the home of optimists. Silver linings, people. We'll talk about it more when we come back on the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. This off the text line. People that are running for the hills now and at this point in the season clearly have never had adversity in their lives and had to overcome it. New job title for Rob, optimistic offensive opinionist. I'm not always optimistic uh, on the offense, but uh, I'll certainly take it. I try to live my life uh, with silver linings as much as possible. Uh, this off the text line, in response to the Fardaz AMAC transfer, literally nothing has changed. The thought of him returning was slim anyways. Even if he did, he wouldn't be the rim protection guy you need. Plus, Bacho is better this year than expected. So he probably transfers because he didn't want to play 10 minutes a game. That doesn't help him make the NBA. He took a gamble and lost. Maybe he doesn't like the rehab plan. Who knows? Yeah, that's all on 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 AMAC. And there are a lot of reasons that he could have transferred, and most of the reasons have to do with, wait for it, Fardaz AMAC. Now, there are certainly some other outstanding aspects that this could or could not be, but if he didn't think that he could come back and play a lot immediately or wasn't going to play you know, 30 minutes a game like he expected to when he got here. Those are both reasons that he might want to leave. And maybe he didn't like the the plan for his rehab, and maybe he didn't like just sitting around. Maybe he was feeling restless. Maybe they were slow playing him. I don't know. But the fact is that he hasn't played this year. So why would that affect your season? And if you thought Fardaz Amak was going to come in and change the season and change the team and make them way better, I would argue that you are the optimist and not being real about it. Do I think this is good for Texas State basketball that he's transferring? No. It is not ideal. But do I think it kills the program? This one transfer? No. Is there a lot of other stuff that we need to be paying attention to? Yes, it's college basketball. It's fluid. Everything's always changing. 
And I'll reiterate what we've said for the last two weeks. There are going to be 10 to 15 football transfers that leave this team. And if you were the one of the ones saying that Texas Tech was healthy because they didn't have as many as Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and Texas and all these, then you should have been paying attention to Don Williams. Because he wrote that there was a drop-dead date and that they gave out $3,000 bonus checks for academic good standing and being on the team. And we said on this show when that article dropped last week or whenever it was that, hey, maybe we should wait until after that date to discuss the transfer portal on the football team. But again, if you just look at, oh my goodness, there's three, five, seven offensive linemen leaving the team. What's going on? Fire ever. Like, you're not paying attention. Look at the names. Did any of them start this year? Were any of them recruited at a high level from this staff? Did any of them not have a five-star brother? Like, just look at the names. And again, I, I'm trying really, I don't want to downplay anybody, but your recruiting has been poor. Your recruiting is improving, and I trust this staff in recruiting more than I've trusted any staff in finding and developing and looking at talent. And again, midseason transfers and postseason transfers, off-season transfers, are different beasts. Give us the all-never-played team for Texas Tech in the last five years. Yet uh, Namari Burnett at point guard. Uh, then you got Siddhar Calhoun at the two, Joel and Tomboy at the four, Fardaz Amak at the five. Uh, and then I would say he played maybe a, a minute or two, but Kavon Moore at the three. Pretty damn good team, huh? All world. Do I get to put um, Jonathan Kaminga in there? He could play the three. Now that's a tournament team. Texter who was complaining that I thought this team might make the tournament. That's a tournament team. I could say something really, really cool about grass being greener and moving on to greener pastures before you really do what you're doing, but I don't know that any grass is green right now. And again, that's just something that we're going to have to deal with when we deal with it. All right. I'm not as set by any football transfer portal news. I'll miss Philip Bleedy and Reggie Pearson. I'll be back tomorrow on the Raiderland at 11 a.m. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.